0: rachel what are you doing i've just put together episode 29 of my lessons from loss podcast 29 wow who are you talking to this time a lovely lady called jenny jones and what's jenny's story well very sadly jenny lost her mum just a few weeks ago and she talks about the early lessons of loss that's very sad to hear isn't it would anything about the porcupine perhaps raise her spirits slightly Possibly, if it was a smiley one, because Jenny's really into laughter and smiling. Well, that's a good thing to be doing, isn't it? Let's have a listen. Hello, and welcome to the Lessons from Loss podcast, in which we share our experiences of loss, and more importantly, what we learn from them, that now positively guides our lives today. I'm your host, Rachel Smith. And each episode, I chat with a different guest. I'm so appreciative of all my guests coming on for their vulnerability and courage in sharing their story and also acknowledging, too, the impact that hearing these stories has on you, the listener. Please look after yourself as you listen. So today, I'm really happy to be chatting to the lovely Jenny Jones, also known as Confident Queen. She's the UK Laughter Champion 2022 and a former Britain's Got Talent contestant as well as being a happiness and well-being consultant and mum to two boys. Sadly, Jenny lost her mum just a few weeks ago. And whilst, of course, there is a lot of raw emotion in these early days of grief, Jenny wanted to share what she is learning in these early days, as probably what we learn initially is different to those lessons that we may reflect back on sometime later. So thank you so much, Jenny, and welcome to Lessons from Loss. Thank you, thank you for having me as well today. Oh, you're very welcome. but first of all, how are you? because you know you are in the the
1: recent the early days of of grieving how are How are you doing? I would say today is my better day. I woke up this morning and I felt a lot better than I have felt in the last couple of weeks, simply because a friend of mine took me out yesterday for lunch. So a lovely um, Greek restaurant. So that was really nice. And we had a really good time. And she also shared about her mom passing as well. So it was really great to just go out, relax and just let your hair down and add a Prosecco as well. That was nice. <laughs> oh,
0: lovely, lovely. And it's so important, isn't it, to still, to still do nice things or, or normal things and not to feel like you can't do them because it would somehow perhaps feel disrespectful or
1: Well, that's very interesting what you said about being disrespectful, because for me, being from an African culture, um, basically, I'm not really meant to be going out. I'm meant to be staying at home and sort of grieving, because sometimes when you go out partying and that, people think you shouldn't, and we tend not to. So, but for me, I realized that I had to break that cycle to say, actually, no, I can't just be sitting at home. I'm not back in Africa where there's people coming in and doing stuff for me. I needed to just to go out and be with other people. So sometimes when we're grieving, you also have to look at the cultural implications as well. Trying to be happy. They'll be saying, oh, look at Jenny. She's happy, happy. Her mother has passed. But they don't realise that I need to be happy. I need to do stuff to make myself feel good. How did that feel to to go out I mean obviously it was something that you enjoyed but
0: was it something sort of difficult for you to say no actually I am going to go out
1: yeah it was difficult for me to say I'm going to go out because initially when my friend phoned she was going oh Jenny you just need something to uplift you I felt guilty I felt oh who am I going out there enjoying myself while I should be at home grieving then when I sat back I said what would my mom be thinking now She'd be saying, you go out, girl, you go and do your thing, get along with life. I'm OK where I am. So that gave me the confidence knowing that actually my mum was probably watching over us and say, good girl, you've dressed up, you've put on makeup, you go and have a good time. So that gave me the confidence. Oh, that's lovely. And of course, you know, the,
0: with then finding out that your friend had, had lost her mum <clears throat> a number of years earlier, you know, you, it gave you then the opportunity to to still talk
1: about your mums and and in, and include them yes that was really quite a great cuz i've i'd never thought that she had lost her mom but in the conversation she started sharing things with me and then she felt really sad because where i had a good relationship with my mom unfortunately she didn't have such a good relationship and i was saying to her oh i've got to clear my mom's clothes and everything else she was going oh i still got them all these years i really can't go into the room because the relationship was so bad then it made me think oh god i am so grateful i'm thankful that i have I had that relationship with my mom, and I have good memories. And there was my friend. She was having negative memories. So I was saying to her, perhaps she needed some kind of help to get that out, because I said, it's been years now. Your mom is locked in that room. All her things are still there. You need to get some kind of support to let go. So it was quite an emotional time. Gosh, yes, I can imagine. And
0: what lovely advice that you... That you gave your friend, and of course, you're absolutely right. the the way that we the way that we grieve for things that we've lost, for things for people that we've lost, is so dependent
1: upon the relationship that we had. Yes, I believe that it really depends on the relationship we had. I mean, I had a good relationship with my mom, and then it was so fresh because my stepdad had passed also only a year ago. So there was just things coming through my mind about their life together and about my mom. And what it made me realize that, I said, actually, I am happy that my mom passed away, not in a happy sense of way, because my stepfather was ill for about five years. He was bedridden and it was really painful. And my mm-hmm. mom cared for him. Then I thought, wow. My mom wouldn't have wanted to be like that, just sitting down, people taking care of. So I started looking at the positives and saying, well, actually, let me be grateful and thankful. She lived for 84 years. She saw her children and her grandchildren, and she cared for her husband, which was her mission in life. And, you know, I just thought, well, there's things to be grateful and thankful for. Oh, what a lovely way to,
0: to look at it. And, yes, you know, we dying is sadly the you know the one thing that is absolutely guaranteed in life and i guess actually if if we could choose the manner in which we we pass and that it be peaceful and you know peaceful and and hopefully sort of without pain and discomfort then you know that's that's the best wish that we could have for anybody that that we love and for anybody
1: Yes. I think that's the best wish we can have. Because I was thinking, wow, there she was, so peaceful. For I mean, that was like a four-day journey watching her, watching her sleep away. And I thought, well, in the end, she she really went peacefully, as opposed to my stepdad. He was in hospital and it was a similar kind of thing. And eventually he also went, but he was really ill. So it just made me look at life and think, you know what? I was a bit um I felt a bit bad because I thought there's my mom, she's gone and she's never she hasn't even said goodbye to us. I was like, why did you have to go and not say goodbye? Why didn't you where we didn't we hear you know, some people say, Oh, the last words that somebody said. But when I sat back this morning I thought, my mom didn't need to say goodbye. She didn't need to say the last words because she knew all along that we loved her, we cared for her and everything else. And because we had that relationship, I was going, actually, mom, you knew we loved you and cared for you. The fact you didn't say goodbye was OK. And I just felt this peace because I've got some people who I know, they really regretting. Oh, I wish I had called her. I wish I had done this. I wish I had told her I loved her. And now my mom is lying. They are dead, and they're going. Oh, I'm so sorry that I didn't say this. I didn't. I didn't come and see you. But then I thought, well, I'm not really sorry because really we loved her and we cared for her. So I think you know when you look at life, I think while people are alive, if we can make peace, if we can hug them, tell them that we care for them, you know, I think it makes such a difference. So when they eventually go. You don't have so much regrets because, you know, they knew I loved them. They knew I cared for them. They knew I hugged them. So that's one of the things I'm learning when I'm looking around people around me who are really hurting because they wish they had made peace or wish they had spoken to her. So, yeah. What a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> if we all
0: lived in the I suppose, lived in the present, but also just expressed our love and appreciation for people
1: yeah.
0: all the time,
1: yeah. then,
0: yeah, doesn't that reduce the number of regrets that we yeah. might have when we yeah. can no longer show that,
1: that yeah. love and appreciation? Yes, I, I think it does, you know. And I was even to saying to one person, so long as you know in your heart, you try to make peace with somebody, you've done all you can and they refuse to accept your peace and they die, you just have to say, I let it go, I did my best when they're alive and there's nothing else I can do now. Because if not, the guilt will eat you up, eat you up, eat you up. But you have to say, well, I tried my best, I reached out, they didn't want to know, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, another great lesson mm. there about mm. about forgiveness yes. too, isn't it? <laughs> mm. Yes, yeah, it's a hard one. I mean, it's very interesting about that, about forgiveness, because I remember when my own real father died, um, I mean, I didn't have that re- relationship with him because I didn't really know him that well. So it was like when he died, um, no, when he was in hospital, I went there. All I said to him, I was like, Dad, you're dying now. But remember when I was eight years old, you promised to buy me white pair of shoes and you never did. And now you're dying. You still haven't bought it. And I just started crying. And I think I was about 25 then. I was like, where did that come from? But that's the only thing I could think of. And when he finally passed, when my brother told me, He was going, can I buy you a pair of shoes? I said, but you don't understand. He promised me and I told all my friends and never bought it for me. So I had to get some counselling as well to help me let go and say to my dad, it's okay. I forgive you, you're gone now. So I didn't realise I had it in the back of my mind at the age of 25. I still had that thing that he said he was going to do it so I try with my children as well if I say I'm going to do things I try to do it because I think oh my gosh I don't want them to be saying mom said and she never did no so yeah
0: oh that's brilliant that you've taken then that lesson that you learned from from lo- losing your dad and and I suppose making that that connection that you've then been able to to parent in a way that you're that hopefully your, your children won't won't feel like that. That they that they know that <laughs> that yes. you have loved them and and you, that you've done everything that you that you can and that you've promised for them. <laughs> mm,
1: yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes. I mean, I mean, even talking about children is very interesting. Since my mother's passing, that. I don't know. I just seem to be so protective with my kids and I seem to be more open to tell them things as well. Because one of the things is in going through grief, I'm looking for papers, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for that. My mom was so organized that everything I wanted is where it should be. And I've said to myself, while I'm still here for oh, I gotta get my act in order, and I've started to talk to them about things, tell them where things are and everything else, and they're looking at me. I said, guys, I don't want you to go through the thing I'm going through, looking for the papers. Even though my mom is organised, I'm the opposite. So I have to get my act in order so that it will make their life a bit easier when it happens. You know, so that's another thing I've learned. Get your house in order.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 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 definitely. And I think in a way, probably even more importantly now that so much stuff is online and it's really difficult to you know, there's certainly some things that you don't even have any kind of paper trace for, mm-hmm. and how does somebody then, you know, how is somebody able to to find out all these things if you, you know, if you don't have some system of, you know, whatever yeah. that system might be?
1: It's very true. If, I mean, it was a simple thing like my mom was quite open with my son, so basically in terms of her passwords for certain things, I was able to I was able to find out where those were and access them but I was thinking my kids wouldn't have a clue mm-hmm. about where my passwords to so important things so that's another thing I'm trying to do is to have somewhere safe where I can keep all my passwords to important documents as you say that are online so that they'll be able to access it because if not It's a nightmare trying to get people's password into their emails, their phones to contact their friends. I was like, wow. So I'm also learning as I go along. Yes,
0: yes. yes. So then make it it easier for for your boys. Yes. 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 Yeah. Had your, because you haven't had the funeral yet. Or
1: you're having two funerals, aren't you? Yeah. So what happened? Yes, because my cousin-in-law also passed, who is a really close member of the family. He was so close to my mom. And then my mom passed as well. So it's two family funerals. So we're having one one Friday, and then the following Friday, we have another one. So it's like a double funeral. And then my other uncle has passed. So we've actually now got three funerals going. Oh, so goodness. it's really, yeah. So it's quite, um, so I said, please, people do not tell me anything else. It's coming to Christmas. Yeah. Now uh, we have to bury three people before Christmas. It's just, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's
0: an awful lot to, mm-hmm. to have to deal with in, in such a short space of time.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, it's a lot to deal with. And then there's all the paperwork involved and everything else. But then the good thing I said to myself, well, once the last funeral is over, then the following week is my son's birthday. And I said to him, you know what? I know you're feeling down, but we need to celebrate it. We wanted to celebrate with Nana. She's not going to be here, but we're going to make the most of it. We'll celebrate it and we'll also have a different Christmas because every single year for the last twenty-three years we've been at my mom's. So I said, you know what? We're gonna make it a different Christmas, our Christmas, and I'm sure Nana and Grandad will be happy. So they're like, Oh, okay, Mom, we'll do it. So it's not gonna be the same, but it's gonna be different. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And you can still find ways to to yeah. to mark and and honour. Yes. Them as well. Yeah,
1: Yeah.
0: exactly. Yeah. So with all the um, work that you do as a, a laughter and happiness coach, have you found that that has helped you in these last few weeks?
1: I would say in the first two weeks, no. My smile was taken away. I was like, there's no reason to laugh. There's no reason to even smile because you know, the first week I was in the hospital day by day, just watching my mom. I don't know if she's going to wake up. And he was just like, I was just so sad. Even though I have all these techniques which I could use, I feel like, I can't be bothered. I don't want to be positive. My mom is dying. There's no need to laugh. Two weeks, I think probably I was going through a depressive state. Just could not accept what was going on. Mm-hmm. But I think after the second week, a cousin of mine came to me and she was saying, you know what? I know it's very difficult now, but let's think about the good things about your mom. Then she started talking to me about the good things, saying, look, your mom was 84. She was in good health. And do you know what? She was peaceful. If she had been alive, it could have been something completely different. She would be been in pain, etc." So she said to me, you must honor the memory of your mom. Think about the good things. And that was like the wake up call. I thought, Actually, I should honor my mom. And then normally I get people to do something called the one minute smilens, which is about spending a minute to think about happy thoughts while smiling for a minute. So what I did, I just got photographs of my mom and then I was just looking at them and just smiling. It was all our holiday pictures. And do you know, for that minute, I was in a world with my mom, looking at all our holiday pictures, smiling. I was laughing in my head thinking, oh my gosh, I've never seen that picture. And it really helped me. And then I thought, you know what? I need to pick myself up. So I went, got my hair done, got my makeup done. I thought, you know what? My mom would say, girl, it's now time for you to hold your head up high and just go there and give me a nice, good send off. And that's how I started saying, yes, I've got to do this. So when you contacted me, I said, what a good opportunity. So I'm thankful for that as well
0: for those first two weeks when you were just sort of had so much
1: sadness, you know, that
0: it's okay to not be okay, isn't it?
1: Yes. That's what I had to keep saying to myself. I was like, it's okay not to be okay. I know people on my page will be saying, oh Jenny, you should get, I was like, I was just posting how I felt, my raw emotions, so people were saying, oh gosh, it's so sorry, it's okay not to be okay, you've been strong all along, but it's okay to just not be strong, so that helped me as well, because people are now saying, happy Jenny is real sad, and this is a deep sadness, and when I'm sad, I write as well, and I was writing all these poems about sadness, and yeah, for that two weeks it was just like ah, you gotta yeah, you gotta express the sad as you say to then go back into your happy self. Because I think that when we are happy people who are promoting positive vibes, you've got to be careful because sometimes people expect you to be happy no matter what the situation is. But it's like saying to them, I'm human. I'm real, and there are some times when I'm so sad, none of my positive affirmations and anything is gonna work. Because right now I need to embrace the sadness. Yeah. And I was thinking in order to be able to
0: feel great happiness or joy, you also have to accept that you will feel great sorrow as well, as opposed to sort of you know, the other two very different ends of the spectrum but if you just kind of hang around in that middle ground where you're Mm. protecting yourself from really as you say embracing that sadness then I think that also then means it's it's quite hard then to really embrace embrace Mm. the real joy I suppose there's sort of like a a numbing of emotions which I know is something that a lot of people do experience when they're Mm. when they're going through grief so to be able to to accept and just be with mm-hmm. that raw sadness. Yes. Yeah, perhaps enables you then to be able to embrace joyful moments,
1: you know, as as they come and, and they will come. Yes. I, I mean, that's true, as you said, the joyful moments do come and then you have, like, the sad moments, like, I was okay, I think, and then one day, it was two days ago, I had to go to the funeral home to see my mom. Someone was meant to come with me, but they couldn't come. And I thought, I'll go on my own. Cause That's the first time I'm going to see her. And I went there and I went in there and I saw this person lying. And I was like, who is that person? I was like, that's not my mom. I was go- I was crying. I was hysterical. I said, that is not my mom. And the lady said, um, can you check the name tag and everything? I was checking i was like but that is not her she looked so different i was like in history i was like how can that be my mom i said no and you know this saturday i didn't connect with what was there i was Mm. like that's not my mom so she said can i leave you for 10 minutes she left me for 10 minutes i was looking at this person lying on that couch and up till today i don't believe it's my mom and i was just crying so I then came out and I spoke to them and I said, that's not my mom. I can't recognize. She said, can't you recognize anything? I said, no, there's not a feature I could recognize. I said, when this was my stepfather, I knew it was him. You knew it was I said, well, that is not my mom. It's somebody else. So eventually they spoke to me and everything else. And funny enough, the mortician then walked with me to the train station because I was upset. So I had taken a photo. I came and I showed the photo to my brother. He goes to me, that's not our mom. She just looks too different. It's just, it's just not. And then my son, the first one said, yeah, that's Nana. I think they've done something to her to sort of make her look a bit different. And the other one said, I think it is Nana. It's just that I can recognize her hands. She said, he said, I recognize her hands. I was like, but it's not. So up to today, as I'm speaking to you. I don't believe it's her. So on Friday, other family members are coming with me to have a look. It's just that the transformation is so different. Mm -hmm. And I was speaking to someone. I was sharing it on my page. And then somebody said to me, Jenny, a few people said, oh, that was the same. You know, I didn't recognize my mom. I didn't recognize my nan again. But I was like, how do you know? I can't understand how they can change so much that I don't even recognize her. So for now, I feel a deep sadness because I haven't connected with. You see, I'm saying I'm not saying my mom. I'm saying with what I saw, because I can't believe. I, you know, I, I just, I just, I can't believe it's her. Really? Hmm. Yes. Gosh. Mm -hmm. I
0: wonder, but you said that other people have experienced that similar Mm thing.
1: Yeah, they said they've experienced the same. But it just looked, it just looked like, hmm, it just looked like a young person. It just, I I can't see anything. I can't see anything. I can't see anything. Then my cousin said, oh, did you check her toes? Because her toes were unique. She's got bunion. I said, you know what, I was so upset, I couldn't even check anything else. So that's why they've said to me, they'll come with me. I said, I don't even know why I went on my own. It's just because I thought, oh, my auntie's not coming, I'm just going to go. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the worst thing I did because now I haven't slept for two days, actually, because I keep seeing that image, looking at her photos around me, and thinking, that is not you, it cannot be you. So hopefully on Friday, um, I'll be able to get closure on that because it's not affecting me to think. Now I'm now thinking, I wonder if they swapped her for somebody else. I wonder if they've buried my mom and that's a different person. It's just it's just going through my mind. Really,
0: mm-hmm. really difficult on mm-hmm. on top mm-hmm. of your your grief to be experiencing that as as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you think maybe something to do with, I mean, it sounds like your mum had a massive, massive personality mm. um, and maybe the body there, but, mm. you know, the, the spirit, the
1: essence of your mum is yeah. is someplace else now. Actually, yeah, yes, that could be it. That could be it, yes, that, yeah, because it's gone. So It's not really her, it's just a, yeah, I never thought of that, yes. That could be, actually, that's a good way of looking at it, to think actually it's not her, it's just that shell. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, I can yes. remember a similar thing when my husband passed that it did look like him, but when I when I went to see him yeah. in the funeral home, it <sighs> It wasn't him, you know. It,
1: yeah, <laughs> if you see what I wow. mean, I mean,
0: you know, the the body did look like him, but I but I knew that he wasn't. Right. He wasn't there. It mm. was just a just a shell, and and maybe that is a sort of similar. Yeah,
1: similar but did behavior. you also have the initial? Did you have the initial shock when you saw him as well, just saying, "Oh, that's not him"? Or did you? Um, I,
0: it was something that I, I wouldn't say I regret doing, Mm. but I, I didn't want to stay there long. Yeah. Mm. You know, I, I think, Mm. you know, we, I had had the, I had had the opportunity because he, he died later at home later in the evening and Mm. the, he, he wasn't collected until probably about five or six o'clock the next morning. So oh I sat with him yeah. that whole night, just holding his hand, talking to him. So, you know, yeah. I, had had, I had had that, ex- you know, that was such a a sort of positive, loving, peaceful experience. And then when I saw him in the funeral home, it was just like, no, that's,
1: that's yeah. not him yeah. now. <laughs>
0: Yes. So I, yeah. I wish that I had I had kept that, you know, just retained that memory of yeah. how he was, you know, in the
1: hours after he passed that, yeah. Do you know, that's exactly how I felt. I thought, I wish I hadn't gone to that funeral home. So one of the things I was saying to myself, I wish I had, re yeah, I had that memory. Because normally I don't like going to open, to view people. And wow. I thought, I wish I had. If I knew now, I would have just stayed at home and think, you know what, I'm not going to go. I'm going to hold on to that memory because now that memory I had is this memory now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, hopefully when you go tomorrow, it will be a a different experience and we're going with with different people and and maybe just kind of holding on to that thought that, you know, that it isn't your mum because her her spirit is
1: yes yeah
0: somewhere else now.
1: Well, thanks for that. Do you know you saying that? Do you know what? I feel a bit comforted and a bit not as like it's not my mum anymore. I'm like okay. I never thought that way. So thanks for that because now I'm feeling actually what you're saying is actually right. It's not her. The, like you said, all her goodness and everything is gone somewhere else. It's just a shells. Do you know what? Thanks for that. Actually, that thanks for that. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. <laughs> and that's why it's
0: it's so good to have these conversations, isn't it? Around around death and and grieving, and because just being able to to share, you know, different experiences or different perspectives on things can really mm-hmm. help us through through a, a challenging yes.
1: time that's so true yes indeed yes indeed yes it does help it does help yes well to it's add. interesting um you know and then you know you said something what are the lessons learned mm. and i thought that is such a good thing you know when someone passes away you think let me look at their life what could i learn from it and for my mom i think what's the running theme is Because I know she came to the UK in 1969 and she used to say to me, Do you know when I came, I used to sell, I think, she said, I used to sell milk bottles. They used to sell milk bottles. She said, I used to sell milk bottles and I used to be a cleaner as well. And I was back home in Sierra Leone then, and she said just to send money for you, for them to take care of you, and I had to pay my education and all that. So she worked as selling milk bottles. I can't remember people selling milk bottles, and then she worked as a cleaner. And do you know she ended up being uh, she ended up working for the Commonwealth Secretariat as one of their top secretaries. So she helped to organize all the Commonwealth heads of government conferences. She was, she's been to most of the Commonwealth countries and in her pictures, there is my mom with Queen Elizabeth, with King Charles and Nelson Mandela. I was like, wow. look at that, out of nothing. Yeah. And she was so modest at keeping those things. I was looking at the photos thinking, how amazing that you started at the bottom, but you worked your way. She said she paid for herself to do secretarial studies and look at where she ended. And I was thinking, it's not where you start, it's how you finish. Mm-hmm. So that, that gave me so much joy. And she was able to work so hard to bring me and my brother here as well. And I was like, man, and in those days, things were so hard, but she did her best. And I think, what legacy are we living when we go What do people say about you? And it's interesting. People are phoning me now and say, your mom did this, your mom did that. The other day, the postwoman came and she knocked the door. And she goes, oh, hello, how's your mom doing? And I said, oh, she's passed. She fell on the floor. She was crying her head out. I was like, wow. She goes, every time I came, your mom was there talking to me, asking me for a cup of tea and all that. She was crying. She was Mm -hmm. crying so much. So eventually we got her up, and then she came back and she got me a card and everything else. So she was one of those people around this area. She's lived here for 40 years, and everyone knows her. And people are so upset now, and I think, what a good legacy. They don't say, oh, that old bag next door. No, it's like everybody knew her. Oh, your mom was lovely, always smiling, always talking to people. So for me, it's really important that we leave a legacy that people can look up to and say, actually, despite her challenges, she worked hard to overcome it. Despite she lived in a strange land, she made friends with the neighbourhood as well because that was her personality. So I think really it's important that um, we think about the legacy that we're living to other people as well, that people can look at our lives, our children, our grandchildren, and say, well, actually, my nan or my dad or my husband, we had some good moments and it was all good. Yes. And from what I know about you, Jenny, you're certainly mm. <laughs> building up,
0: you know, <laughs> your own legacy that you're leaving with, you know, all of the work that you do mm. as Confident mm. Queen, um, mm. all the work that you do in the the local community, because, in fact, we met through laughter yoga didn't we Yes. many years gosh probably about 10 years ago or so yes, um isn't it? when Maybe. I was I had just done my laughter yoga training and and you contacted me to to um to do some sessions
1: yes. within your
0: local community which was which was how we met and then you took the laughter I mean you just <laughs> took it on board and ran with it and here you are now in 2022 being the the UK laughter champion um <laughs> You know, I mean that's that's yeah. just fabulous, and and you know, and, and you've had tough times in your life, yet you know you you've got your mum taught you about resilience, and now you are <clears throat> kind of exemplifying it, you know, and, yeah. and hopefully teaching that to your to your boys, and certainly everybody who mm-hmm. who you know has the opportunity to work with you or yes. or get to know you.
1: Yes, yes. I mean, I think, as you say, you know, it's something I've known my mom. She's always that, she has that serious, because my full name is Genevieve. When she goes, Genevieve, I think, oh God, I've done something wrong. When she <laughs> goes, Jenny, I think, okay, yeah. So, yeah. And she's always been that party animal as well, always like to dance and have fun. So, I think, yes, I've learned a lot from her, (laughs) yeah, because she's always said, no matter what you're going through, when you go out there, dress up and let the people know that you're happy, just smile, and the world will smile with you. She always used to say that, so I'm like, okay, I will do that, and that's that's why now I think, is this the third week, I feel a bit better I can think about her. I, I was even putting on her jacket to feel closer to her. And I was like, you know what? I've got to embrace the good now. I've gone through the shock. And now I'm going through the acceptance stage to say, I've accepted that that's what has happened. And then I'm just hoping that when we have the funeral, that would be the final stage. Because right now, I just think she's somewhere. I can go and visit her. Mm-hmm. But once that's done, I think that will be the next stage, To say. She's now not here for sure, you know. So yeah, yes, yeah, yes, and I guess that's the thing, isn't it? That
0: the um, which is why, you know, I was, I was so um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I was surprised when you when you said when you contacted me when you saw my post and said yes, you'd like to come on the podcast. I thought, gosh, this is sort of so so soon for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, you know, I think it's really lovely isn't it to be able to or really helpful to be able to capture the things that you're learning now because you know yeah. if we spoke again in say a year's time then those lessons that would be at the forefront of your mind then would be very different to the mm-hmm. lessons that we're talking about now and then if I spoke to you in five or ten years time yes they would be different again so it's you know I, I'm really grateful for this opportunity to you know for to capture what you're experiencing now and just you know those those lessons about about you know what the legacy that your mum has left and how you can take that forward and just being really grateful for the mm. for the fact that you you know you, the two of you had such a good relationship and that you mm. That you shared your love and that you you both knew that you were you were loved by each other.
1: Yes, exactly. And and in doing this as well as I said, it was the right timing because I was like, you know, I'm going through this, and a lot of people who know me will think, oh, Jenny, she's happy. She's like, okay, she's sorting herself out. But I think like something like this has also helped me to say what I feel without thinking, oh, I've got to be happy, happy, happy. It's made me say this is the real situation. This is what really is happening to me now. So, you know, I'm grateful for that as well because I've also got some few tips as well from you that I'm thinking, well, actually, yes, this has done me some good as well. Just talking about it as well, it just it just makes you feel better. Well, it makes me feel better anyway.
0: Yes, I'm sure it makes us <clears throat> all feel better too to mm. have the opportunity to to not only talk about how we're feeling but to you know to talk about the person that we've that we've lost as well and and I have to say I you know your your mum just sounds like she was a, mm. a a a force to be reckoned with really and just a you know such mm. a a huge a huge character and mm. um you know so I I'm absolutely sure she will be very sorely missed but you know, the legacy that she leaves will be, will carry on within, you know, everything, the way that you conduct your life, the work that you do and the, the love that you, you share with your boys. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. It sure will. Yes, it did. Yes. Aww. I can tell already my boys, you know, I mean, bless them. I mean, my youngest son, um, the one who's 21, I do feel for him because he's the one who saw my mom when he woke up. And he has to give my mom CPR and all that. And so he feels really, he keeps saying to me, mom, I wish I could unsee what I saw. Mm-hmm. So I've also had time when I've got to talk to him as well. And we we have like every morning I say, how are you feeling? And he goes, how are you feeling as well, mom? So we exchange our feelings, which is really quite nice as well. But we staying in my mom's house and he goes, oh, mom, I can't wait to go back to our own house. Because this is where he also saw his grandfather passed as well. So it's too much for him. So I said, don't worry, I'm here. Once everything is finished, we'll go back home. So and my other son as well, he's like, oh, I don't want to come to the house because Nana and Grandad are not there anymore. So he's dealing with my emotions and also looking at my boys as well to make sure that they're okay, they're getting the help and support that they need. And I've said to them, if you can't speak to me, I can get you proper bereavement counselling as well because you're going through a lot and I need to get some counselling as well so that we can all heal better.
0: Yeah, oh, I'm I'm really um, glad to hear you sort of saying that that's, you know, on on your mind as something to do at, at some point when it's right in the future. It's, um yeah, re- really important to... You know, a bit like with your your friend that you went out with yesterday. It's just it's so important to to deal with the things as as they happen or at the time when you're mm. able to deal with them, um, rather than mm. you know just sort of locking them away, pushing them away. Because <clears throat> certainly in my experience, they they do come back to bite you
1: mm. in the end. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, they do. Yeah. Oh well, thank you so much, Jenny. Uh, mm. Just. Yeah, just so appreciative of your of your courage and your, you know, to to come on and, and share everything that's going on for you right now. And, you know, maybe in, you know, a year or two's time, if the really? podcast is still running, would would love, you know, we could we could come on and, and chat again about the things that you've you've learned in the, you know, in that as as time has passed. So thank you so much
1: thank you very much for having me as well i really enjoyed it as well and thank you for sharing as well it's been great and i hope everyone who's listening as well can get some kind of healing as well and take some kind of nuggets out of this today but thank you so much oh bless you thank you jenny
0: Thank you so much Jenny for your bravery in sharing the lessons learned so early on in the grief of losing your mum. I'm so glad that you found it helpful to chat about the experience and I'm sure the listeners will find it helpful too. We totally forgot to mention Jenny's book. It's called Crown of Smiles and it has some great worksheets and ideas in it and she's got a new one coming out next year as well so look out for it. If you'd like to find out more about Jenny's work please check out her website, confidentqueenjenny.com. And that's Jenny with a G. Thank you to everyone who supports me in the making of this podcast. My guests, Jamie Farrell for the beautiful music. And lastly, you, the listener. I hope you learn and perhaps enjoy these conversations about the sometimes difficult topics of loss. If you have a story about a lesson learned from loss, please get in contact. The podcast can't exist without guests. I'd love to chat with you. Thanks very much. I'll be back soon with another lesson from Ross.